Welcome to Saints Alive, where we take you with us to meet God's most heroic followers. The saints were just ordinary boys and girls who allowed God's love to transform them into real-life superheroes. Their love for God changed our world. Did you know that God has sent you here to become a saint? It's up to you to choose love over fear, to be courageous, faithful, and kind. The choice to become a saint won't be easy, but it will be worth it. So listen closely and open your hearts. These real-life tales of the saints from the past may just inspire you how to live your story. Let's go on this adventure together. Catholic Family Crate and Saints Alive have teamed up to create an interactive listening experience with a collection of saint coloring pages. These pages are hand-illustrated, free, and you can download and print them from any computer. Color along by listening to Saints Alive by downloading these coloring sheets at catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. Again, that link is catholicfamilycrate.com slash saintsalive. If you love listening to Saints Alive, please consider donating so that we can continue to create these episodes. You can donate anywhere from $5 to $50 a month with some fun perks to go along with your patronage. Check out our Patreon account, which you can find through the donation page on our website at www.saintsalivepodcast.com. Today, we will hear the rest of the incredible life of St. Catherine of Siena. When we last left off, she had become a tertiary Dominican and was working to help those with the plague. On a humid afternoon in the middle of July, Catherine sat on the steps of the church, meeting with dozens of people. Suddenly, there came a great commotion from around the corner. A large crowd had gathered around a man in shackles being dragged away. He yelled with rage, desperately trying to free himself from the grasp of the guards. Out of the way, all of you! No! No! Let me go! Catherine ran and pushed her way to the front of the crowd, her heart beating like a drum propelling her forward. Uh, please, please, st- step aside! I must get through! She broke free from the crowd, just as the man was being dragged into the dungeon below. But before he disappeared into the darkness, they locked eyes. It was only for a moment, but he couldn't have missed her gaze of compassion. Catherine ran after him, knowing nothing but the familiar pull in her heart to act. Please, I must speak to this prisoner! Out of the way, this man committed murder and will be executed in two weeks' time. There is nothing more that can be done for him. Please, I'm begging you. I won't tell you again. Move at once. No, I won't tell you again. He doesn't have time to spare. You certainly have strong opinions for a simple Dominican. Very well. You may go. Thank you. Catherine quietly moved past the guard and ran down the steps of the prison. Her heart sank once she saw the criminal. He was angrily pacing in his cell, cursing and screaming. Hello. Can you tell me your name? My name is Nicolo. What do you want? My name is Catherine, and I'm here to help you. 
Niccolo's eyes flashed with rage, and he stormed across the cell, standing above her and glaring through the bars. There is no help to be had, you fool. Can't you see I'm a lost soul? This is the end for me. This doesn't have to be the end. Out! Get away from me! I don't need your pity! Catherine respected his wishes and walked away. But she returned the next day, and the day after that. She came and sat with Niccolo each day for the next two weeks. Her love and patience never wavered, even as he screamed, spat at her, and threw things across his cell. But on the day of his execution, Catherine found him curled up on the floor, weeping bitterly. She reached her hand through the bars and touched his shoulder as he heaved sobs of anguish and remorse. Closing her eyes, she asked God to guide her. I'm so sorry. Niccolo, Jesus was crucified for our sins, and on either side of him were two criminals on the cross. One mocked him and chose death. The other repented in his final moments. Today you get to choose which cross you die on. Niccolo took a deep, shuddering breath and turned to face Catherine, with tears dripping down his face. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Please help me. I don't know what to die like this. You don't have to. Pray with me. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus, Jesus, please remember me when you come into your kingdom. Niccolo, do you know what Jesus told the criminal that repented? No. What did he say? Today, you will be with me in paradise. In the last hour of his life, Niccolo prayed from the depths of his heart and repented for all of his sin. Catherine stayed with him until the very end. Every afternoon, Catherine went to confession with a holy priest named Father Raymond. For years, she spoke about how troubled her heart was to see the papacy corrupted. During this time, Pope Gregory XI was living in Avignon, France, instead of at his rightful place in Rome. As successor of Peter, he was shirking his duties for a life of luxury in France. Father Raymond, I've written countless letters to the Pope with nothing in return. I'm sure the Lord is pleased with your persistence, but there is little more that can be done. That's exactly it. There must be something more that can be done. No, I, I, I said that there is little that can be done. Yes, something little. Something small. It doesn't have to be hundreds of letters. It can be a simple visit. Well, Catherine, e even among the high clergy, it is difficult to arrange a meeting with the Pope. Exactly. I will arrange a meeting with him. Thank you for this wonderful advice, Father. Oh, good heavens. No, 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 no. The Pope will never agree to meet with you. Then I shall ask God to open his heart. At last I know what to do, and it's all thanks to you. Oh, Catherine, what will we do with you? 
Catherine journeyed to Avignon, convicted in her mission to return Pope Gregory to the Vatican, but upon her arrival, she was forbidden from meeting with him. This didn't deter her in the least. Instead, she returned every day pleading for just one appearance. After three months, the Pope acquiesced and set up a meeting with Catherine. Come right this way, he's waiting for you. Pope Gregory sat in a red velvet chair with a golden miter on his head and pure white cassock. He looked uneasy seeing Catherine in her worn and dirt-stained habit. She approached slowly and knelt before him. Catherine of Siena, I've heard many things about you. You're only a Dominican tertiary, but it seems the whole of Europe knows your name. Holy Father, thank you for seeing me. The message I bring is of the utmost importance. Oh, and what might that be? You must return to your rightful place in Rome. Christ has ordained that the successor of Peter lead from the Vatican. I'm sorry. You came so far, but there is no need for me to live in Rome. I'm perfectly content here in Avignon. Pope Gregory, that is exactly the problem. You are content. You are asleep. Your people are lost, despairing, and suffering. For you see, now is the time to give your life for the little sheep who have left the flock. Pope Gregory looked down at Catherine in shock. Even the highest members of clergy had never dared speak to him in this way. He sighed in frustration, hoping that the pleading girl would leave. You have made yourself perfectly clear, but you simply don't understand the duties I carry as the Holy Father. Respectfully, Pope Gregory, you're wrong. God created you for a reason. All of us were created for a specific purpose. Be who God made you to be and you will set the world on fire. The Holy Father's heart sank. Her words pierced him. He tried to catch his breath as the weight of the truth flooded him. Oh, what have I done? Dear girl, dear child, thank you. Thank you so much. I've been focused on myself and living a life of comfort. I don't even know where to begin to amend my ways. He will provide the way and the means, such as you could never have imagined. Leave it all to him. Let go of yourself. Lose yourself on the cross and you will find yourself entirely. Yes. Yes, you're right. Pope Gregory, never forget that it is only through shadows that one comes to know the light. I shall never forget that. And I will never forget you, Catherine of Siena. After years of complacency, Catherine, only a simple Dominican, was able to change the heart of even the Holy Father. Catherine had worked and prayed tirelessly her entire life. She also wrote hundreds of letters to councilmen, political leaders, and her friends and family. They were filled with the beauty of her soul and love of God. On a wintry day in January, she walked through the city, clutching her hands in pain. Father Raymond noticed her grimace and limp from across the snowy street and ran to help her. Catherine, what is it? Are you hurt? Oh, thank you, Father. But I'm quite all right. Oh, no, I can see you're hurt. Let me see. He took her hands and turned them so her palms faced upwards, expecting to see a wound or a sore. Instead, he looked down and saw only her small hands. 
free from any imperfection. Oh, no, I just thought I could have sworn. Oh, no, I'm all right. Father, I'm sorry, but I promised to help someone. She's suffering from leprosy and... Oh, Cotham, you can't. If I don't, who will? It is my honor to help them. I'll see you soon, Father. By the time Catherine was 30, she was surviving on the Eucharist alone and only slept for 45 minutes each night. She was frail and often sick, but carried on with joy. In time, she grew weaker, and one day, when she was walking to fetch water, she collapsed. Her fellow tertiary Dominicans brought her to a convent and cared for her. But her health continued to deteriorate. She lay in bed, praying for weeks, and continued to greet each person that visited her with joy and love. On April 29, 1380, at 33 years old, Catherine uttered her last words. Into your hands I commend my spirit. She was surrounded by her community and Father Raymond, who tearfully prayed with her as she left this world. He wiped the tears away from his eyes and blessed her one last time. This is when he noticed the sheets soaked in blood. He looked down to see that Catherine had the wounds of Christ and was bleeding from her side, hands, and feet. All this time, all this time, she was, she was suffering from the stigmata. It must have been invisible. Many weeks later, Father Raymond received a knock on the door from two Dominicans. Oh, hello. What can I do for you? Father, we found something we think you need to see. What is it? From beneath their cloaks, the Dominicans pulled out heaping stacks of paper. These are the 400 letters Catherine left behind. They are divinely inspired, Father. We didn't know what to do with them, but knew that you would. Father Raymond took the stack of letters in his arms and thanked the sisters. For the next week, he read through each page and knew it was his responsibility to tell Catherine's story. And so for the next 15 years, he wrote and rewrote until in 1395, a book was completed. He titled it, The Life of St. Catherine of Siena. He died just four years after he published his book but he became Blessed Father Raymond of Capua. His life, like so many others, was forever changed by the joyful endurance of St. Catherine of Siena. Catherine was canonized by Pope Pius II in the year 1461, and her feast day is celebrated on April 29th. She is the patron saint of illness, miscarriage, nurses, and people ridiculed for their faith. Catherine was bold and courageous in her faith. She knew that God had made her for a specific purpose and said yes to his will every day. God has made all of us for a reason. Just like she said, be who God created you to be and you will set the world on fire. 
Where do you feel God pulling you in your heart? This doesn't have to be the same radical way of life like St. Catherine's, but it can be small acts of love. How can you love in simple ways? Anyone who met Catherine felt her love and it changed them. All of us were made to be saints. And when we say yes to God's will, we enter into a life of adventure like we could never imagine. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Alex. I'm Melissa. And I'm Tanner. And we are the team of Saints Alive. We are so grateful for all of our wonderful listeners and need your help to keep this going. Please consider donating to our ministry through our Patreon account, which you can find through our website at www.saintsalivepodcast.com. And a special thanks to the patrons who helped make this episode possible. Paul, Marion, and Eliza Young David, James, Elizabeth, and Audrey Susie, Owen, Evelyn, and Lily Kegler, Grace, Christian, Damien, and Kiara Taylor, Josephine, Charlotte, and Eleanor Texera, Nathan Joseph, Paul, Joan, Anne, Grace, and Kate Duke, and the Cooper and Jimenez family. And also, a special thanks goes out to Michael Couchy. Thank you all so much for your support and helping to make this podcast possible. We are excited to announce the launch of our Saints Alive Youth Missions. We are now bringing Saints Alive to you, live, in your parish or school. Our youth missions are dynamic talks to inspire your children to set out on the journey to sainthood. Complete with giveaways, you can turn our normal school day into a day that forms future saints. Booking now for the coming fall and spring semesters. Email us today for more information at saintsalivetalks at gmail.com. And don't forget to mark your calendars for the next episode on St. Philip Neri, premiering May 15th.